The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who feels like she and her husband are on different planes. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not trained in any of this. We are not professionals. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's get into our letter. So today's letter comes from Confused Heartbreaker, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from a blank iMessage screen. Hi, Sierra and Sam. First of all, thank you for your sage advice. I've been listening to you all day and your messages have been healing and empowering. On to my very, very complicated life. Let me set the scene. My husband and I, mid to early 30s, have been together in a monogamous relationship for about 10 years and married for three of those. We are still pretty young though, and sometimes I will even venture to say immature. I've come from a very painful past with my family history, though, and that has caused me to be very self-reflective, even though I will admit that I do not have the healthiest communication habits and relational habits in general. My therapist has encouraged me to be more forgiving of myself. I'm trying because she claims that I have likely been overperforming emotionally and mentally to compensate for the adults in my past. I won't dive into it now, but long story short, I'm still healing from the mental and emotional wounds of abusive adults, which have manifested themselves in my attachment styles and relationship dynamics. 
For example, I look for very reactive and expressive emotions from my partner because my abusive guardian Mm. expressed emotions that clearly, and I only know that last part because I've gone through therapy and I've learned I am likely trying to subconsciously recreate that relationship. My husband does not have the same past, but he does try to understand where I'm coming from in my healing journey. He's not like the abusive guardian of my past at all. In fact, he is quite the opposite, and this is where a lot of my complications and confusions lie. I'm ashamed to admit that I had an affair with another man who is also in a relationship. The affair lasted a few months, but we had a very strong connection and it really made me question my own relationship. I know now that this affair was toxic, but obviously at the time I was very taken up by it. It was physical and emotional and seemed to answer all of the issues I had with my husband for years. This other man was reactive and expressive, seemed to understand my emotional needs, and seemed to just get me. It didn't hurt that we had a lot of superficial similarities, too. Liked the same sports, practiced the same habits, had the same hobbies. I met this man at a very trying time for our marriage with a lot of external changes to our lives. Through therapy and outsiders' perspectives, I eventually learned that this man was basically a master manipulator who treated his significant other like absolute crap by seeing multiple people behind her back, and he was at best a pathological liar, at worst a full-blown narcissist. I'm not saying this as an excuse, I'm saying this because the manipulation is an important detail. Knowing this, I went from thinking, I am finally understood, to thinking, I've been lied to this whole time about what is possible in a relationship. I know it sounds completely stupid because it was obviously an affair for both of us, so it's already questionable, but I really have not felt that understood, and I had been waving warnings about needing help to my husband for years. I know it was still wrong, but when I met this other man, it felt like I was validated with everything I had been asking for that my husband had insisted was not possible. I eventually confessed my affair and was met with a lot of anger and disappointment. We eventually decided to reconcile and go to counseling, but that only lasted for a few months because I am now across the country for a long-term work assignment. I am still in therapy, but I am now in a spot where I am questioning what was real versus what was not in my affair due to how the other man has shown himself to be, and this is applicable because I no longer know what is possible in a relationship since that was all potentially a ruse. Was my husband right that what I want is not possible? What I want is someone who expresses to me in detail how much he cares and demonstrates that through words. I want somebody who I can feel emotionally vulnerable with and who can be the same with me. Someone who can show me he cares about me even if he may not be able to help. For example, I texted my husband three hours ago that I am in significant pain and he responded, quote, what happened, but has not called me or even texted again. If I received that message from him, I would be absolutely worried and calling him off the hook. I haven't answered because I am disappointed in his muted reaction. I know it's toxic, but at this point, I just want him to worry about me enough to call or something. I mean, what if I was dead? He wouldn't even know. I've done this before, sent something that would alarm a person, and he has never reacted. When I ask him why he expressed When I ask him why, he explains it's because he can't do anything about it since he is not physically present. This is just how he reacts to things. In general, he has very muted or delayed reactions. It almost seems like he just doesn't worry about me. I think I could be in a ditch somewhere and he would simply not know. I often wonder what would happen if I told him I landed in the hospital for emergency surgery. And this has not changed despite me telling him I had an emotional and physical affair. 
I told him I needed more, a little more from him. I need him to express his emotions more, that I need him to be more in touch with himself. He says that he's trying, but it never seems to be enough. In all honesty, our relationship is not that far from what it was before the affair. I am a very thoughtful and reflective person. I read self-help books. I go to therapy. I write in my diary and look into different ways to improve my relationships through professional help or feedback from my friends. My husband is simply not interested in those things. He keeps those things to himself and the most he does is think about it. He did go to therapy for a while, but it was only upon my insistence that he do it when we were recovering. He seems to think everything is fine despite me having an affair. I love this man, but I sometimes feel like we are on different planes. I know he loves me, but I keep explaining to him over and over and over again that I need more emotional connection. He claims he does a lot of self-improvement and reflection. When I asked him what he is doing, he says that he is staying in our relationship and does things that I ask him to. I tried explaining to him that this is not enough, and it is also not even that self-directed because he is merely following directions without any reflection or sense of self. Am I wrong for wanting more even though I cheated? How do I figure out what is possible? Am I just an asshat here? I need some advice or a kick in the butt. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. I feel like there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack. You know, um, I feel like if this could be three different letter letters, you know. <laughs> yeah. I had an affair. And I'm having these complicated feelings about the person who I had the affair with. You know, my relation, my marriage isn't going well. I feel emotionally unfulfilled and I don't know how to, I keep asking for what I want or acting out and I'm not getting it still. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the third letter is, but. (laughs) There's something in there. I'm sure we could pull it out if we needed to. Yeah, and there, uh, there's a lot. I mean, the third letter is, you know, I've been taught by my earliest caregivers that I can only trust really big toxic emotions or emotional responses. Mm-hmm. And that that if, if an, a response isn't really big, it's unsafe, you know, and that's a lot to unpack right there. It is a lot. Um, so... To our letter writer, t- thank you for writing. Thank you for trusting us with this. Take a deep breath. Breath. You're you're processing a lot all at once. Um, and Sam and I, you know, we have some thoughts about how to compartmentalize some of this, what to focus on, what to move forward on, how to validate your own feelings um, without uh, requiring other people to see or affirm those feelings for them to be real. Mm. Um, but first we're going to take a very quick break. All right. Y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, confused. Um, You know, I think that a lot of the things that you are describing about how you're showing up in this relationship, what you're looking for, um, I think are in a lot of ways um, probably relatable to a lot of people and especially folks who may have grown up in in places where we couldn't trust yes. the people around us unless they were having like a big outward emotion, right? And then it was like, then it was suddenly the clarity that we needed to say like, okay, I've been, I've been picking up on subtext for the last seven hours. And now I finally get to see, yep, absolutely. That thing that I was thinking was happening is absolutely true. And, and the, like our brains get wired then, like you said, to think like, okay, well, big emotions are true. Everything else, not true. Right. Can't trust it. Don't know what's going on. And also in this relationship that you had with this affair, what you learned is that also big emotions aren't the only arbiters of truth, right? Like big emotions Mm. aren't actually the only way 
for us to understand what people are thinking, feeling, what's going on around us, right? You trusted wholeheartedly those big emotions. And guess what? Those big emotions weren't actually true. They were, they were being used in ways to get what this person wanted, to deceive, to manipulate, all of those different things. So it's really understandable to me that you are feeling deeply unmoored in this moment, right? Yeah. Deeply confused. De destabilized. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the important things that, that I hope that you take from like a personal perspective is to reflect on some of these actions and ask yourself, what does it look like for me instead of just trusting one way of behaving or acting to instead try and develop trust in people's emotions, motives, the things that they say to me, even if they aren't these big sort of explosive or yeah. reactive emotions, right? Because, yeah. because that, is a, that is a false sense of security that you've developed in a very particular context, right? You've developed this idea of, if I can see people's big emotions, I can trust what they're feeling. And that is true in some places. It was certainly true in your family yeah. of origin. It is not actually true in all places. And one of the, the things that we have to do in our own self-work is not just notice these patterns of behavior that we have, but also to try and find ways to disrupt those patterns and find different ways of understanding and experiencing the world, right? So this yeah. reflect, self-reflection that you're doing, this therapy, this like delving into why are these patterns true for me, I think is really important work. And I think that all of us should be, should be doing some of that, right? Like the reason why I love Dr. Lindsay Gibson's book, <laughs> Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, is because it offers this like explanation for why some of us are having these like weird reactions to things that seem so uh, like unconnected to what's actually happening. And the vast majority of Dr. Gibson's book is actually about, and then how do you do the internal work to start changing some of those patterns for yourself, right? So instead of looking at your parents or looking at your loved one and saying, oh my God, I, I can't believe them unless they have a big emotion, right? Because of all of these different reasons to say, yes, absolutely, that's true. And trusting only big emotions isn't working for me. So I have to try and start trusting something else, right? I have to start totally. getting curious about how my partner wants to display and show love, care, and attention to me. I have to get more right. curious about what is the story I'm telling about what this means or doesn't mean? And I get to decide what I believe and not believe, right? I have authority. I have autonomy over some of this stuff, even though these well-worn patterns are there and they're going to continue to be there. We all have the opportunity to begin to try different things. And I think that that's a crucial yeah. step for you to be thinking about and taking as you're sitting in this like morass of just like a bunch of like epiphanies, <laughs> I, that's how I would describe it. Mm -hmm. Like a bunch of epiphanies that you're having about how the different patterns that you've been following since you were a kid are yeah. leading to these outcomes that are just hurting you and the other people around you, right? They're just not yeah. working well anymore. Yeah, that was beautiful. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally agree. Um. I, ha I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. And I think the first and 
and most important thought that Sam and I both agree on is that it sounds like you are not getting what you want from your husband and that you're not happy in this relationship. And that's okay. It's okay. You, it doesn't have to be your husband's failing. It doesn't have to be because of the affair. You know, obviously there are reasons for things, but I feel like some of this acting out that you've been doing, you know, that you have called acting out um, is because you, you're asking for proof in either direction. You're either asking for prove that you love me in this very specific way or prove that we are not working. And neither of them, neither answer that you're getting is telling you what you want to hear enough, right? Because what could your husband do? Like, true or false, you could give your husband the exact script of what to say. And if he said it back to you word per word, it still wouldn't feel like enough because it wouldn't be genuine. He didn't think of those words. You gave him the script, you know, like it's conflated, you know, that, that makes sense to me, but it feels like there's, you're stuck in this impasse because you can't fully commit to being like, I'm not happy in this relationship because you're, you, because of your caretakers are not very good at validating your own feelings. And also you can't, accept your husband's love as is because it's a not enough and or b it's not in the way that you've been taught what love is like i'm not here to convince you that how your husband is loving you is good enough it sounds like it's not working for you it sounds like you're you don't have the emotional support connection partnership that you want and, and I, I believe everybody deserves that, you know, and at the exact same time in the same universe, there's a world in which your husband is, is trying and that this is his way of being emotionally available communicative. This is his version of that. It doesn't match your version of that and it doesn't make it less true and at the same time, it's it's still not enough for you. Those things are all true. Like, I think that's w- what is so complicated about human partnership is that you could be looking at a color and calling it blue, and I could be looking at it and calling it purple, But and we're looking at the same fucking color. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, but to each of us, to each of us, we're seeing that iteration of that color. Do you know what I mean? And so when you say, why don't you tell me how much you love me? And he says, I do love you. Maybe in his mind saying, I do love you. Those four words is telling you how much he loves you. And in your mind, you're like, why aren't you explaining it? Why aren't you showing it? Why aren't you living it? And that feels like an extreme deficit. And to him, he's like, what are you talking about? You know, none of this is to, none of this is to say that you're meant to be together. None of this is to say that your needs are too big it just is, it's an additional conversation topic from this letter that like sometimes what we see as a lack of effort or, or a lack of trying or, or a lack of passion is, is something that is lost in translation. Do you know what I mean? But does that mean 
that your feelings are invalid? No, because we all deserve to be seen and understood and validated in the ways in which we want that. And also sometimes we need to bend towards that. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you you in this letter, I'm, I, I hesitate to even pick this apart because I... No, I'm doing, I, I want to talk about this because whether you're with your husband or someone in the future, this sort of um, test for um, a, a affirmation is not sustainable. The, the text message, like the, and I say it's not sustainable because you don't want to build a relationship of love on bartering or tests. You, you know, it's, you know what I'm talking about, letter writer. You know, you know why this is not sufficient. However, I, I know why we do it. We do it because we've been taught to, 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 to ask the people in our lives to prove their love for us because it has been volatile. It's been inconsistent. You know, I am 100% a person who used to do these little, t you know, tests for love, or I would, f I would, f I'm very good at finding phrase in the fabric of, of, my loved one's love for me. I'm very good at finding the holes. Like, oh my God, they didn't do this. That means this thing about me is true or this thing that I know about love is true. Like it's something that our insecure, anxious brains do really well. And also I've, I've just seen how it wears at the foundation of you and your relationship. For example, getting to the text message. If you say, I'm really hurting and your husband says, what happened? He could mean that text message like, what happened? He could mean it like, what happened? Are you emotionally hurt? You know, like, I understand why you're hurt that he didn't call. But you ending the conversation by not responding is, again, you're transplanting your communication style on another person who lives in his own reality with his own communication style. Right. So like I know from your letter that you would call that you would be deeply concerned if he sent you a text like that. And so then in your mind, you're transposing that onto an equation saying he didn't call. He didn't follow up. He doesn't love me, doesn't care about me. This relationship has no passion or whatever. And you know what? That might be true. I'm not in your relationship. I don't know your husband. I don't know his communication. Like, I don't know. I don't know how on the scale of shitty or not shitty this was, but for when I'm reading this, I'm saying I'm, I'm seeing how you are the one that ended that conversation, not your husband. And that's something that you need to carry into this, the future of this marriage or the next relationship, which is if you set traps for people to prove how they don't love you, or if you do this sort of like um, toxic, communication where it's like you only text back if they text you in a certain way, that's going to lead to a lot of suffering. And it's okay. It's okay that you do this. I have done this. I know why we do this. We do this because we were, we were given very inconsistent, conditional, and volatile love. That's why we do this is because we grew up learning that love is conditional. We have to perform for it. We have to prove it. I know why you do this and I know why it will deteriorate your relationships. For sure. Absolutely. And I also just want to say to you, um, you don't need to prove to me and Sierra 
that you are unhappy in this relationship, right? Which yeah. I think is, is oh, yeah. you know, this, when we talk about acting out, right? I think sometimes I don't like that phrase because it makes it seem like we're like children or something, right? But like the acting yeah. out comes from a needing to say something that we don't have the words to say, either because we don't feel like we have permission, totally. we don't have the tools to be able to say it, right? We are afraid to say it because we're afraid of people's responses or reactions to it. And and I want to say to you, like, Sierra and I see loud and clear how unhappy you are in this relationship, right? Yeah. And this acting out Seems that you're doing- Seems very valid. Yeah, absolutely. Is, you know, this, this affair that you had, these traps or tests that you're laying. And, and I want to say to you, like, I want you to see this unhappiness, right? And I want you to see and hold it and recognize that it is okay that you are unhappy, right? Like there's no cosmic punishment coming for the fact that you are unhappy in your relationship. And and I yep. would actually rather you spend time sort of honoring your unhappiness and less time trying to extract more proof that you are justified in that unhappiness because I don't know if this is the relationship for you, right? No, it doesn't sound like it. It really yeah. doesn't sound like it for lots of different reasons. And I think Sierra and I are, of course, trying to to do as we do with lots of our listeners and ourselves, which is like, how are we holding ourselves accountable to our own self-growth as we are navigating relationships with other people, right? And I think that that's something that we obviously want you to hold as well in this. But I also just want to say like, your husband seems incapable of giving you the love that you need in the way that you need to hear it. And like, that's no fault of his. That's also like no fault of yours. And it's okay if that incompatibility means that you are so unhappy in this relationship that it needs to end. But I want you to see that, right? Like I want to, like when we talk about emotional maturity, I think that this is what we're talking about, right? Like being able to sit in and look at the wide array of our emotions and honor and hold those in ways that affirm, but also challenge us. And, and right now, I don't think you are challenging yourself to sit in the reality of how deeply unhappy you are in this relationship. And so what's happening is that you are trying to show it to yourself and, and your husband by doing these things, these traps, these affairs, right? Like all of this stuff that's going on. And so I don't think this is the relationship for you. I think you are deeply unhappy and I don't know whose permission you're waiting for to be able to say, I'm unhappy enough to be done with this relationship. This isn't working for me, right? You're trying to prove it by, by, by acting out in this way. And Sierra and I are sitting here looking at you and being like, we don't need all of this proof. We believe you, right? Like this isn't the relationship for you. The, the way that you and your husband are communicating and showing love to each other isn't getting you what you need. Okay. Yes. I understand. That's hard. That is so, so sad. And it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person or he's a terrible person. It just is sometimes the way that relationships happen. So why are you still spending time trying to prove that you are, you are justified in this unhappiness? Like what do you, what else do you need to prove to yourself, to your husband, to other people, before you're going to believe it for yourself, before you're going to sit in the reality of that unhappiness and make some decisions about how to move towards something more sustainable for you. And you know what? The I mean, just guessing. The reason why is because we're trained from a very young age that like our relationships are the only thing that are valuable for us, that are it's a lifelong, you know, purpose is to prove how lovable we are. You know, it's so scary to say 
Sam and I know it's so scary to say no to love. Mm-hmm. That it's so, it, there's so much shame around divorce. There's shame around infidelity. Yes. There's shame around, quote, relationships failing, you know, as though it was like a quiz that we didn't study for. And so we know this is like, we're talking very directly to you because we have a page long letter from you with details that we can only respond to as directly, you know, that's how we can be effective. And also we know it's a thousand times more complicated in your body right now. But we know that this, sometimes this level of discomfort is the necessary fuel for a breakthrough in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it's going to get harder before it gets better, but it will get better. And that you deserve, despite the, despite the differences in your communication styles, with any this partner or a future one, you deserve to feel safe and heard and validated and safe to make mistakes. Like just going back to that text message thing again, like I just want to be very clear in saying it's, you should be able to feel like you can ask for what you want from someone mm-hmm. and you should be able to expect them to give it to you at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And it relationships are constantly an ebb and flowing between that. Like your your husband may, might not knew, might not have known that you felt rejected by that response to your text message. Yep. So you deserve to feel safe enough to say, "Hey, when you didn't respond to this, it made me feel this way." You know. And also, it sounds like he he doesn't meet your needs and maybe he's not the person for you. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 we are never fully healed. We're n- we never show up perfectly in relationships. We can just keep trying again and hopefully meet someone and and work with someone or someones to feel like we can learn and grow and make mistakes together in that growing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a lot. And I hope you know that Sam and I love you. We don't mm-hmm. judge any of this. We have been every little point in this story that you shared. I have been there. From the affair to uh-huh. the the disappointment in my partner yeah. in the weird text. Yeah. <laughs> like I've done it all. So none of, I don't judge you for any of this. And I, I still see you as a whole and deserving person. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're at a really difficult crossroads of your life right now. Um, so I will just end by saying you can do hard things and that this is not the beginning or the end of your learning. This is, this is just all part of the journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my love, thank you so much for writing to us, for trusting us with this question. We'll be, we'll be thinking about you. Uh, we hope that this helps. We love you. All right, everyone. It is Friday. And on Fridays, we set you up with a blind date, uh, which is when we try and send you home with something that we think that you are really going to like. So this week, our blind date is... All right, y'all. I'm cheating. And it's a <laughs> online poetry course that I am teaching in the month of November and December. Um, I took a break from teaching online um, the last year or so, but I'm bringing back one of my favorite courses in November. And I'm also going to do a handful of classes in 2024. So stay tuned for announcements about that. But in the meantime, starting November 12th, I'm running a six-week online poetry intensive course 
called Turn the Crystal, Shine the Light. It is the most dramatic name, but it's the, <laughs> it's the coolest I class. Love it's it the, though. Well, it's all, so what it is, is that it is a six week virtual poetry intensive um, and it is incredibly generative, meaning that you are going to write a lot in the course and it's a deep dive into the process of writing on a theme and everyone who participates in it will end the six weeks with the foundation of a themed collection. And by that, I just mean like a chapbook or a series of poems all written on a theme or under you know, around the same topic from a different entry point or like a story told in parts. Cool. And the reason why it's called Turn the Crystal, Shine the Light is because if you think about poetry um, as a, you know, or a topic as a crystal, if you turn it a different angle and shine the light through it, there is a, you know, it's going to produce a different shadow, a different color. It's going to look different. And if we're writing about the same topic over and over again, you're going to turn that crystal and find those different entry points. Very cool. Um, and write about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite things I've ever created as a writer. It's my favorite course to teach. Um, people have told me that they've never taken anything like it. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, you can find out more either on my social media or you can register on my web website, which is sierrademulder.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-D-E-M-U-L-D-E-R. -E -E if you can't join us this week or this month, I am going to be offering this course again in 2024. So stay tuned for announcements about that. Um, scholarships are available if you can't afford the tuition and you can email me questions if you are interested in them. It starts November 12th, which is a quick turnaround based on when this episode's airing. But yeah. So yeah, I love <laughs> my it. class. Take the classes, folks. <laughs> Thanks. Everyone loves them. Thank you. All right, everyone. Yeah, actually, I had a handful of JBU listeners in this class before. So oh, cool. shout out to them. I love that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, you can make mistakes in a relationship and still decide that you are unhappy in it and you don't want to stay. You can make mistakes and still be worthy of good, true love elsewhere. Life gets easier the more we accept the duality of things, that more than one thing can be true at the same time. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>